Nation Golf is a lot of things, but at our core, we are a family company. And that's not some clever branding or marketing to make ourselves more appealing to boost sales. It's an absolute truth that we are extremely proud of. If you know anything about this company, you know that our logo, our crest, our insignia is a caricature drawing of Thomas Lycan, the late grandfather of our founder and CEO, Ryan Engel. The Smoking Tom and everything he represents, everything he's taught Ryan, has been the guiding light for this company. It's a grandson's heartfelt passion to eternalize his grandfather's lasting legacy. But it goes beyond that. Ryan's wife, Katie Kai, does more for Nation than anyone knows. She's instrumental to our success. Ryan's brother, Sean Engel, is the assistant tournament chairman for our annual event in the desert. My dad, Jonathan, who I named my son after, runs the books for our company, and he's a partial owner, too. My wife, Hasmeen, has helped us at the most recent Nation Derby, and she's even modeled a few of our sweatshirts. Our photographer and content producer, Nick Smith, is the brother of Katie Kai's business partner, Alex. So we mean it when we say it. Nation Golf is a family company, through and through. And this past Sunday, January 30th, the Nation family lost an instrumental and beloved member. Richard Allen Engel, son of the Smoking Tom and the father of our founder, Ryan Engel, passed away at the age of 64 in his sleep at his home in Dana Point. Richard was affectionately known by his friends as Big Rich. He was a giant of a man on the outside and a teddy bear on the inside. I came to Nation Golf in late 2019, and I only met Big Rich twice, but I'm forever grateful that I got to spend some time with him over fish, tacos, and beer. And I'm glad that I got to see a father and son cracking each other up for an hour straight. And I'll never forget Big Rich busting Ryan's balls throughout the entire meal because Ryan charged him for a Nation shirt. And then after all the grief he gave Ryan for charging him for a shirt, Big Rich picked up the tab for lunch. Because that's what dads do. But this isn't my story to tell. This is Ryan and Sean's, and they're going to do that right now. This episode of The Fellowship is a loving tribute to their dad, Richard, father to the Ingle boys and son of the Smoking Tom. There's no them, and there's no us without him. Rest in peace, Big Rich. Welcome into episode 15 of The Fellowship. Ryan Ingle and Sean Ingle are with me today, and... Quite frankly, I am honored just to be a part of this, and I think there's no other appropriate way to start than my heart goes out to both of you guys. I love you guys. My condolences, and on behalf of everyone watching and listening, uh, we are so sorry for your loss, and right now, how are you guys doing? Uh, we're actually doing pretty good. Um, things have gone well through the beginning stages of you know a tragic family event like that, but... Uh, I think speaking for both my brother and my mom and I, um, I don't think it could have gone smoother or or better. And I I, I think we're all at peace with um, how it went down, and and we're proud of my dad, and and he you know went out peacefully again. Mm-hmm. Like, and uh, yeah, I think it was uh, unfortunate. It's always untimely, but you know what? Life goes on. And uh, he would have wanted us to keep going, and we're going to yeah. keep going. So, absolutely. And Sean, how are you doing? Doing good. Family staying strong. Um, one thing about special people, just like him as well, is legends live on. Mm. And um, that man was a legend. Mm. Um, and it was a it was a tough, especially a tough. You know, the last four or five years. Yeah. Got a little. Got was getting ugly and. But the guy always smiled and always had a good attitude. Never complained. And that's one thing I'm going to take away 
tremendously is on your shittiest days and shitty moments, that guy's, you know, he's been through a lot and he had some shitty years and decades. <laughs> and uh, your little shitty moment, you can you can turn that thing around yeah. and, and smile about it. So yeah. a lot, a lot to, to hang our hat on. Yep. And before we continue the conversation about Big Rich, let's do a cheers for yep. him. Yeah, Big Rich's favorite beer, yeah. Miller High Life, cheers. the champagne. Cheers, boys. Champagne of beers. This was your dad's favorite beer. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what's funny is he always he always liked the cheap shit. Mm -hmm. You know when it came to beer. It the old timers always yeah you know and cheap shit. it was like cheap coffee cheap beer yeah um that kind of shit when i was a kid in the early 80s before sean was born i remember uh the uh luckies uh was the uh supermarket, supermarket down the street from our mm -hmm. house in costa mesa and they had a house brand beer mm -hmm. unbranded mm -hmm. and my dad swore by this shit <laughs> and it was light brown like Similar to a tan can, like a Coors Heavy. Yeah. It was a light brown can with dark brown letters. No outline, no nothing, and it just said beer. <laughs> <laughs> the cheapest shit. And he was like, you know what? He, I remember Grandpa Grandpa Ingle was over, and he said, you got to try this beer. You know? And he's doing my dad, you know how you do it? He'd be like... And he'd watch you, and he lifts a shiver and watch you sip it. Pretty good. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Three ninety nine for a six pack or whatever the fuck it was, you know. And so he just loved the cheap shit, and he had High Life. It was either Miller Lite or High Life in the house for as long as I can remember. But you know, in, in recent years, he switched to to Mick Ultra, just because yeah. all these old timers they just get caught up in the PGA Tour fucking advertisements, yeah. and yeah. he was convinced that that was what he was going to drink now, and we would give him shit for it. Mm -hmm. So. We're like, no, dude, you're a high life guy. Don't fuck this up, Dad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, you know, for the viewers at home, and Sean can attest, I know that's where we get a lot of our, um, what would you call it? Humor or. Goofiness, yeah. Uh, brashness. You're the words guy, Hawk, where we've just wanted to poke fun of everyone. Sure. We never had a serious conversation with my dad in our lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And our relationship, both him and I and my dad, was constant belittling. Mm -hmm. um, and I thank him for that because I'm really good at it now. Yeah, hey, you are. So credit to, to Big We're just all a bunch yeah. of best friends. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Last night, you guys had a very small, intimate family, immediate family only gathering. Mm -hmm. How was that? It was awesome. My my wife is just like, you know, she, when, when tough times come, she has a hard time expressing her, like, love or place in it all and so she just resorts to what she's good at and it's like crafting or getting yeah, shit yeah. done or whatever so she just organized the flowers and the pictures and stuff and she did a great job and and you know sean's sean has three kids and i have you know an 11 month old daughter and watching his kids play with my kids and just having this connection and seeing how at peace my mom was it, it we really just put a fucking bow on the whole thing and uh you know, my dad didn't want a big service or no. a bunch of hoopla. My no. parents, you know, as they got older, they got a little more private in their lives. Yep. You know, they just like to do their own thing. And which, you know, fuck, you get to an age, you, you earn that right. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, we did it. We had a really nice dinner and shared some stories. And um, man, it, it's been cool just in talk. My brother having him in town and sharing stories. Him and my mom, um, the day after my dad passed, we went to Turks. 
yeah. just us three. We sat down at a four top and I ordered a um, a Mick Ultra and put it on the table like you know, so yeah. he was with us and we were sharing stories. What's what's great about those stories is, you know, once you bring one up and you start talking, then you remember this yeah, other mm-hmm. one and this other one. Full snowball. And you know, it sucks in our busy lives that fucking you take everything for granted. But, you know, these these punches in the gut are such an important process of us living mm-hmm. as as humans because it makes you remember those important things and bring up yeah. those stories and by god do we have some funny fucking stories yeah. with dad yeah. you know and we're gonna get to those but there's a natural curiosity that comes out of a really good place of caring and compassion where people will want to know how it ended not in a morbid way but just mm-hmm. because they want to know if it was uh expected or, or if it was sudden but there's no real way to uh, process his ending without knowing how it all started and that was 1989 you guys were playing catch in the yard and yeah. you can pick it up from there yeah grandpa Ingle was in town Sean was in daycare he was two um, and I was in um, it, you know the league after t-ball where you pitch it three times and if you fuck up then you get to tee it up yeah it was like that age you know mm-hmm. And so Everyone gets a trophy yeah so it was a game what's cool about this and I have the fucking picture I'll We'll throw it in there, Nick. But uh, the team that I got picked to, or that, you know, you you get put on these teams. It's like, this year, you're the, you're the Cubs, you know? And I was like, fuck that. I'm, I'm, it's Dodgers, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I'm the one kid on this fucking Cubs baseball team with a blue L.A. hat. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was like, no one was going to tell me that I'm wearing a fucking Chicago think, Cubs hey, hat. Think of those temper tantrums. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and my parents were like, oh, shit, okay, where are the fucking Dodgers at, you know? Yeah. And so we're out back, and I'm supposed to pitch that night, and my grandpa, my uh, grandpa Ingle, my dad's real dad, he uh, he played um, some pro ball, triple-A um, ball, and he actually was the – he played for the Long Beach City team that played against the Cubs – during spring training on Catalina. Mm -hmm. So Wrigley would always, he built that ball field out there and that's where the Cubs did their spring training back in the 60s. And my grandpa was the team that played them. Um, So he was a third baseman, loved baseball. So he would come down for the games. And so he he came down from Bakersfield for that game because I was gonna pitch that night. So my dad and I, my dad, you know, a former D1 athlete, 6'4", fucking just chiseled, massive human being, banana rack fucking hands, you know. we're throwing, throwing the, the hard ball back and forth. I'm getting ready, and he throws it kind of funky at me, and he's like, get, I'll never forget it. He's like, give that back to me. Like, the fuck was that? Like, something's wrong, you know? Like, probably thought he had a Charlie horse or something, and I threw it back at him, and he winded up to throw it back to me and just, you know, fell to the ground. His right side went out. Um, we dragged him inside, called 911, um, and, uh, you know, Fast forward, what what had happened is he had a a brain tumor that had been growing on the left side of his brain since he was probably a child, but how the fuck would you know, Mm -hmm. you know? And it finally got so big that it it stroked him out and he lost his right side and we... uh, It was the size of a grapefruit. Yeah, we we, uh, got to the hospital um, and the doctor, you know, they cat scanned him right away. The doctor came out and said, I'll let you guys shave his head, um, basically inferring like this is your opportunity to say your goodbyes, mm-hmm. you know. 
And uh, I'll never forget it. We shaved his head that night. You were just a kid. Yeah. And they had like the little purple marks on his thing where they were going to operate. And they fucking cut in and scraped out as much as they could. Um, and he wasn't supposed to live a fucking... No. If he survived it, he wasn't... Like, they didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. It was the medicine at that time for that you know severe of an operation was just like unknown uh -huh. you know what i mean it's, it's 32 years ago. cowboy shit yeah. you know yeah and uh and he fucking woke up pulling fucking wires out like where am i you know mm -hmm. right away you know and so which was a good sign um and then uh they did some radiation for a couple years and he's been on some pretty heavy medication to control a lot of that stuff and you know losing your right side it it it, it put the brakes on my dad that you know pretty pretty massively you know but he fucking survived um and uh every year was a gift and and you know looking back i think that's why he was so happy go lucky yeah, 100%. and so okay with everything mm -hmm. because he knew how fucking lucky he was yeah you know and and uh man we were lucky just like anything like i said you take things for granted when yep. it's in front of you but looking back man we were lucky that he was such a good dad and loving caring guy and yeah fun loving too you know i mean I, our household was with him around was laughter all the time mm. yeah that really great. was you know so sean he outlives this initial somewhat terminal diagnosis for three decades plus yeah what does that say about the type of guy that your dad was man i mean breaking down his life i mean he's he's lived in i would say three different mm. three different chapters mm -hmm. right the first chapter and Ryan touched base on this on the dinner last night. First chapter, I mean, he was a dog, you know. He's a wild, wild, wild son dog of a bitch. With, with his boys, and um, we get a lot of that, you know, from him. From him as well. A lot mm -hmm. of a lot of those marbles in the box, for better or worse. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. you know, he, he always found a way to win, right? I mean, did he? For instance, he definitely married up. Mm. So. The guy's a the guy was just a winner and uh, he was a professional bamboozle. Mm. Yeah, whatever you call it, bamboozler. Bamboozler, yeah, bamboozler. yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but the second chapter of his life, um, obviously, I was very very young, so I, I always m remember the third chapter, which is kind of the the sadder side. But the meat and potatoes is that I would say, looking back at it, and I wish I was older, um, but that second part. I could only imagine um, the first 10 years from after the, you know, the accident. Mm. Because especially in today's world, they probably wouldn't be together. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just with the divorces and all that. But my mom, and, and she is a beast, man. Mm -hmm. to, to stay with him, number one, from the first chapter. And then number two, just to take care of him. She had to sign up that she was going to take care of him for the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. And um, it he was, would, it he, was, he wouldn't have lived a week without No, one. and, and, and I think he, he fully bought into the family side of it mm -hmm. because now he had to stay at home. I mean, he had his, he had his business and his carpet cleaning business and such, but you know, he was home. Mm. Mom was, mom was the breadwinner. She mm. was making money. She, she had to work and support all of us. But and, man, what a blessing that was because. With you in sports and yeah, you with surfing. I, there's no and him, way we could have done it. He was like, my mom would get mad. Remember, she'd be like, well, how come no one else's parents pick him up and stuff? And dad's like, 
I got this. Yeah. Like he loved it. Mm. You know, and he was always on time. He was there. He was there with and and what was great about that in the the, the outpouring of our friends messaging us after all yeah. this, you know, you realize how many people he touched without being a guy who would talk serious to yeah. someone, mm -hmm. have a heart to heart, mm -hmm. really had his relationships with all of our friends were were like by actions, yeah. not not, yeah. not words, you yeah. know, and um, well, he's strong and bonds. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't think he knew at the time the impact he was having. He was just doing what he could do best to cope with. His yeah, situation. he created the gift on it. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's it's really yeah. You know, it's it it's it's a special thing. But chapter three. Chapter three is just very belittling as a man. Yeah, you could tell it's just. I mean, holy crap! It's just your body shot, your brain starting to. Sh you know, shoot a little bit, but the guy never quit, man. Yeah. He, yeah. Was, he would, every single year, he would see his doctor that had the surgery and he would check in, walk in, and the doctor just looked at him. And he says, holy you shit, how are you, how are you alive? Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, see you next year, fucker. You yeah. Know? And that was it. Yeah, yeah. And that was his, like, it was just this mentality that he lived. And no matter what card was dealt that day or that month, the guy just... He had it. Yeah. He had the nuts. You know. Yeah. Um, you both are great set of nuts too. Yeah. By the way, big balls. Big, big balls. <laughs> yeah. You both are fathers now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How much does it mean to you that your dad was around to meet all of his grandchildren? Huge. I think it was great in the sense that um, he got to see it, and this might sound fucked up, but you know having him go now at this stage now our yeah. our children yeah. will get to know our dad through our good positive inspiring stories of him rather than seeing a man very diminished from what he truly is because when you're a kid it's hard to see through that filter yeah and so part of me is is happy that we get to share all the great things about dad yeah. with them now and it does sound fucked up but you know you always want someone there but at the end of the day, um, he was a lot bigger and better of a person than what was being presented through taxation. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So there's, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a double-edged sword, and it's a tough pill to swallow, but um, I'm just trying to, like Dad probably would, try to find the positive 100%. angle in all of this yeah, that's the... and, and you know celebrate him and, and share his, his memories with, with everyone. Yeah. yeah. And you guys mentioned chapter one, you know, his nickname, Big Rich, had a lot to do, obviously, with his outward Sheer appearance. size. Yeah. <laughs> He's a big guy. And yeah. I, I've met him twice, and he, he you can't miss him. Yeah. Um, but he was a standout athlete, high school mm -hmm. tight end who went on to have an undefeated season at OCC before going to Utah. Um, he the was, Utes. The Utes, yeah. Um, he loved it. Yeah. And, you know, you guys obviously got a lot of your athleticism. You guys are athletes in your own right. You're a great golfer and, you know, can pick up anything and, and get it down. And, Sean, we know that you're an accomplished basketball player and a great golfer as well. Um, how cool is it to be able to, to play some golf with your dad? Oh, oh huge. Huge. Oh, I mean, this whole thing that we're doing together, and Sean's been an integral part of the, the nation's story, I mean, we started the tournament, which is basically the 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 child of the brand. Yeah. Um, because 
he was turning 21 and I was um, looking to celebrate my bachelor party with for uh, plaintiff number one and uh, and uh, nice girl but uh, <clears throat> so anyways we uh, were kicking it back and forth going you know I miss everyone called TK my dad's stepdad who's the smoking Tom who raised my dad and um, treated us like grandkids um, everyone called him dad uh-huh. and so Sean and I would be like I miss dad's tournament you know and I don't know how it happened, but we're just like, let's just fucking start our own, yep. you know, and we'll do it. Like, we'll go out, we'll celebrate your 21st. And so it really set the precedent for the early years of the tournament of the style of just like guys weekend full debauchery. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like it was a, it was a we had a that first show. year. I mean, we could have three fucking episodes on this. Yeah. Like, I think I'm still hungover. We, <laughs> we rented a house in downtown Palm Springs on Canyon Country Club and you know, Sean was, tw- it was his 21st birthday. I mean, say no more, you know, <laughs> we fucking sent it so hard, Yeah. you know? And, um, I remember the owner of the house was like threatening to like come. I'm just like weaseling him on yeah, the phone. Yeah. It was just, it was wild. You know, there was yeah. a lot of wild moments from that, but that's how that started. But you know, <clears throat> the, my, my granddad's tournament is obviously my, my dad grew up playing. Mm-hmm. in the like and scramble you know and and so you fast forward to the end of that and year 30 the last one he, my grandpa throws this three-day banger just all out like we're gonna celebrate this is this is the last is one it. let's fucking do it and you know he would do a derby the night before the mm-hmm. scramble and every year i'd play with my uncle and the derby was like a 70 person thing you know so there was a cut every hole Shit, we never made it to the fucking second hole, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. And I played in the seven of them. And so the last one, I just said, Dad, to my real, to, to Rich, I said, we got we to gotta team up. We're playing in the last one together. And Sean teamed up with TK, my wow. grandpa. Wow. I don't know how we got to the end. We did. <laughs> we get to the fucking eighth hole, yeah. the hole before the last hole, and we're in a chip off with him, grandpa, two old guys, me and dad. And so, and my grandpa would do the chip offs old school where everyone has to turn their back and be quiet. It was blind. And you chip, it's a blind chip off. So you chip and there's 70 fucking people watching. You chip up and then they measure it, you know, right down. The next guy goes, and I remember I hit this chip and I come around and I look at my dad because our backs are turned and he looks over at me like this and he's just like, giving me the eyes like, did you hit it good? And I was just like, like yeah, that, you know? I stuffed it. I stuffed it. I stoned it. The cheated. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we get we get to the last fucking hole and it's us against these two older guys and back then that was when dad was like still doing pretty good like he was yeah. always a little slower on his right side but it, he was a big guy so he had this smooth tempo you know like mm-hmm. he and he and back then he had this just like baby draw 225 yards automatic Ells, fucking yeah yeah it yeah. was like a retarded ernie else dude yeah, just like perfect fucking shot you know so he puts me right at the fucking tip of the dog leg I got 175 in. All these guys are watching. We can't even believe we're fucking still in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I I was young then and, you know, buck wild and in shape. And so I, I, I hit my irons long. So I I grab a seven iron, buck 75, and I juice it over the wick to Home the run. back back, Home edge, run. back edge of the fucking uh-huh. green. Uh-huh. And this is at Avondale, old Del Safari Country Club in, in Palm Desert. And the greens are just like this, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, we're on the back of the green. The old guys are kind of fucking playing hockey they get up and down for bogey 
right? So par is going to win. So dad's got a birdie putt the edge of the God, back of the he green. he sucked at putting, dude. He, he had such oh, great touch everywhere God. else, but he'd just get the putter in his hands and he'd just fucking blow it. So <laughs> this guy, this guy hits this putt and right when he hits it, I was just like, Goodbye. You know, like, this thing's just fucking, it's got wheels, dude. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I could feel how nervous they were. Because yeah. it's like, Jesus Christ, you guys, you have a chance to win the last fucking thing here, yeah, you know? Yeah. So he blows it by. So now I'm sitting there. I've got like a 15-footer up the hill. Everyone watching. This is for the win. Mm-hmm. And TK, Grandpa Tommy, he was known for being the best putter best anyone's putter ever. ever seen. Ever. The guy just, everything looked like it was going in. And I just, I stepped up that thing and I rolled the fucking ball in. And uh, uh, dad gave me a, the biggest bear hug I've ever gotten from him, probably. Yeah. Mm. And uh, he was choked up. Because one thing about dad is he kept his emotions in check, but when he'd get pushed to the edge, yeah. he'd lose his marbles. Yeah. You know, and, and he lost yeah. his marbles. Um, and the look on Grandpa Tommy's face was just like. We all just, won. We, we all yeah. won. We all won. Yeah. And uh, wow. except that. Those two old guys were pretty pissed off. Yeah. I love, I love, to this day, I like when I see when I see that the picture in the collage and everything. Yeah, I always look for that one, and the first thing I look at is for the second place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, for some reason, it just makes my day. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. old cheaters, dude. Yeah, yeah. Sand they were so chapped. They said something at the end, and this is like the son and the grandson just won the 30th Derby, and the like leader of this entire fucking movement is just through the roof for it and they were like are you sure his handicap fit this flight or something like that and it's just like you guys you know where the fuck are you you know i was like what's a handicap yeah (laughs) Yeah. sean sean that year he was playing basketball he had a big shaved head (laughs) he had like this red fucking flannel that he tucked in and he buttoned it all the way to the top it was like dude you look like American History X out here dude I was trying I was trying to intimidate the field you know yeah Yeah. you intimidated a lot of people let me tell you (laughs) but uh man that to, to, to win it with my dad on the 30th and then fast forward the memories we have for those early years of our tournament and my dad cause my my whole thing the first five or six years of the tournament was you know most of us of the guys were young and you know i had this vision for this thing and to get guys to sign up and come out for the weekend it was like babysitting so i'd rent the biggest cheapest house i could anywhere in the valley Mm -hmm. not in indian wells i would get it anywhere Mm -hmm. and i would just be like you sign up for the tournament you can crash at my place Mm -hmm. you know and so we threw some fucking parties yeah. out there and dad was there for all of us. Yeah, you know, he was yeah. the dude. We'd set him up in the shallow end of the pool. We'd throw a fucking beach chair in the water yep. and a fucking umbrella and whatever. And we'd just sit him in there and he'd just sit there all day with beer and we'd just make sure he was good. Yeah. And the guys got to really just connect with him in a way where he was just this big teddy bear, you know. Yeah. And, and I'm so thankful for that, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's, um, that's great. But the golf, you know, dad, he... He he gave that to us, and I think it was it was by the grace of his accident, um, because that was the one thing he could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so it steered us in that di- direction, and it was just meant to be, man. You yeah. know, I mean, he probably would have. I mean, I don't know if we would have got that into golf if it wasn't for Pro- that. No, I you mean, know what I mean, it's hard to say. Yeah, he he fully bought in on it, and yeah. he just said, "This is a great opportunity." You know, he, obviously, he probably didn't think it would turn out to be something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was good, you know, to be raised in that environment. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And to Speaking, have those morals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of this nation, mm-hmm. 
and the fact that your grandfather is the logo of the company and the impetus for everything that's happening here and obviously your dad played a huge role in it do you know uh his thoughts or his pride on his son carrying on the legacy like oh, this? what, God, what oh, were his yeah. uh thoughts on nation golf he he would like you know to touch again on how you know he would harbor his emotions but when when they come out they really pour you know like he would just even every year looking at the programs going like you know reading what i'd say about grandpa or just like seeing the logo and he it, it touched him yeah you yeah. know and um and it i think you know every every like major influence or attachment it it, it more often than not it skips a generation mm-hmm and I think what it what all this did to to him later in his life was make him realize how special his childhood was, having TK being the kind of guy he was and showing him that life and 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 the tournaments and the parties and stuff. And it made him realize how, how appreciative he was yeah. for that, you know. Um, so it was all this whole thing has been such an amazing ride, you know. And I remember shit the first however many years of our tournament we played it was me you dad and mark cobb was our foursome and grandpa tommy would come and watch us follow us and watch us play the first five holes together Mm -hmm. and he'd honk his golf cart horn every time we'd birdie and so i mean the 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 aura that we had and special i you know i strived every year to make the tournament better and this and that i didn't have i this is beyond my dreams you know what i mean like this this has all happened for the right reasons and naturally and um but i'm part of that appreciation too like you know every day knowing that we get to wear this flag and carry on those traditions and it's part of our family's legacy it's just Mm. like it's just a treat that i can't even really explain but uh my dad was a huge part of it you know and um uh i know he's up there tk ripping right now yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely ripping um your mom and dad met in fourth grade high fourth school grade. sweethearts married at 21 <clears throat> had you at 23 old school uh, old school and mm-hmm. were together until the very end and that's mm-hmm. an amazing marriage and um you know i would be remiss if i didn't ask how is how is kathy how's your mom doing my mom's the toughest yeah she's tough cookie she is tough you could ever meet um She's gonna be all right, <clears throat> you know. I think she's gonna miss him like crazy. It's gonna there's gonna be some shock for a while because she's been hustling for so long, mm. and out of absolute necessity, mm-hmm. and that's just how she's wired too. Um, and uh, you know, at the same time, no disrespect, but an enormous weight has been lifted off of her shoulders. Yeah. yeah. And you know, the way I look at it is both her and dad are free now. Yep. You know, and um, and I think it's going to be a beautiful thing. You know, it's time uh, for her to, in her first time of her life, to be selfish and to mm-hmm. think of herself mm-hmm. first. Yeah. And um, the next couple of years are going to be very important for her. Mm-hmm. And um, the the number one thing we have is family. Mm-hmm. And you know, she's she's a good she was a good mom, mm-hmm. and she's going to be even a better grandma. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be huge. That's yeah. great. Um, and on the subject of Big Rich and your mom, your dad uh, got married to your mom while wearing pink sunglasses. <laughs> yes. Why was your dad wearing pink sunglasses at his wedding? Well, back yes. in the day, um, let me rearrange my junk so I don't have a, you know, <laughs> a uh, uh, no, a uh, um, little 
broccoli florette sticking out like Craig Dunlap's episode. Um, <clears throat> back in the day, you know, nowadays everything's a fucking, everything's a, 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 a thing, you know, it's all a racket, yeah. you know, weddings, bachelor parties, bachelorettes, kids' first birthdays, fucking showers, this and that. Everything's an industry now. You yeah, know? there are engagement parties and gender reveals. Yeah, I mean, something for yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in genders, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be nice to do one non-controversial episode, just one. You know, I thought that well, the, no. episode, the tribute to your dad would be as important uh, as possible. Anyways, uh, <laughs> was my collar fucked up this whole time? Where were you guys on that? I, I didn't there want you, it. You yeah, yeah, is that yeah. good now? Yeah. Um, you know, back in the day. You you went out on your bachelor party the night before the wedding. Yeah. That's what guys did. Right. And my dad did that, and that was a big mistake. Big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> my dad had two black eyes, yeah. and uh, he wore uh, pink uh, sunglasses yeah. to his wedding. Yeah. And I'm sure my mom and my grandma were very fucking mad at him, but he was used to that role. Yeah. He was used to everyone being a little upset with him. Yeah. He was, uh, and that's a he role was that good you have it. picked up really well. Yeah, yes. he wore it well, and I've learned from the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so he was wearing glasses to cover up uh, two shiners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do and you know how he got the shiners? Yeah, his best man. Um, <laughs> they got in a bar fight, and uh, I don't know how it happened. I've heard multiple stories. They, none of them line up. Yeah, of course. I don't know if anyone remembers exactly what happened. Yeah. The, the fact is, is that dad was the biggest dude of his whole group. So if he had two black guys, I don't know how the other guy fucking looked yeah. or felt. Um, but uh, he for sure, um, you know, got into a brawl and uh, woke up in the morning, put his tux on and got after it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? So a little makeup. Yeah, ain't no stopping. Some big shades. We're good to go. You, yeah. you know, you, you, yeah. you don't stop a guy like that. You know, yeah. you can only slow him down. Yeah. So. Um, what a man. Yeah, it nice. was. It was one of many stories of my dad in his wild years. Um, I mean, I've heard sto- we've hung out with some of his friends, oh. and they bring up stories, and my dad doesn't even remember them. Like no. what? And you're listening to the story, going, "This is like should be a fucking book." Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like this story, mm-hmm. and you don't remember this. Yeah. How many of these fucking nights happened? Right. You know what I mean? The dude was wild. Yeah. You know, a little fried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So his most known nickname is Big Rich, but he was also called Babyface. Baby 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 most uh, guys call him BF, Babyface. And uh Ukiah? Ukiah, so he Gosh. The Doobie Brothers album came out. Uh-huh. And there's a song called Ukiah, and my dad had this idea that he was gonna be a mountain man. Yeah. You know? And that song, you know, really It spoke to him. Spoke to him. Yeah. Um you know, he was also a Led Zeppelin guy. He'd tell me the story about how he hitchhiked to um, San Francisco or something to see a Led Zeppelin concert or something like that. And I'm just like, what? Non-stop, didn't sleep. <laughs> you know, just... <laughs> yeah. on, he was on it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, man, we were taking uppers. I was like, what the fuck's an upper? Right, right. And, yeah, and so he, he went with my mom somewhere and got this fucking tattoo on his arm that says Ukiah in, like, kind of, like, sailor script, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh... So he, I, we just found, I found this out, what, yesterday? Yeah, yeah. We found his, uh, my mom's senior yearbook, 
and I read what my dad wrote in it, and uh-huh. he signed his name. Ukiah. God, you got to read this. Man. <laughs> That's amazing. You got to read it. Yeah. You know, I have. Uh, I've said this in the past, and it's it's directly relates to what you just said about you find these breadcrumbs in your parents' yearbook, and mm-hmm. that's where you would have to go, mm-hmm. kids our age, to find that out. Right now, we're leaving our entire life, every single day, on the internet for our kids, and we're one, never going to be able yep. to deny anything, no. tell them not to it's do anything. Yeah. But how much more special is it instead of googling your parents to open up a yearbook and see that your dad signed his name? Yeah. Well, I you think that's why relationships lo- lasted longer then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just it was part. It was part of the process harder to that. cancel. Well, yeah. if you can deny, <laughs> yeah, 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 but that, that, that's really cool. Um, that, I love hearing that that you went through the yearbook and found that, and it just speaks to also the longevity mm-hmm. of their relationship. Yeah. You also said that people were now telling you guys stories that you hadn't heard before. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not a terribly emotional person. You're very good at, uh, you know, you're you you just. You put your head down and you do your work and you're a very loving guy. You're very giving, very generous to all your friends. But, um, you know, I was really kind of just floored when I read what you had written about your dad on Instagram. It was so touching. It was, yeah. I, I've never seen that side of you and I was really happy to see it. What that prompted was a lot of responses from people. Um, and you were showered with love and support and I'm sure that felt good, but I'm also sure that these people were now reaching out and telling you things that you hadn't heard before and it kind of like unlocked a part of your dad that might not have been unlocked unless you got vulnerable like that. Was it pretty amazing to hear from everybody? It, yeah, definitely. It's also pretty grueling, you know, because that's when the emotions come out. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? So it's like, you know, the past couple nights have been tough, you know, like during the day I can, I can, I can get through anything, you know, and, um, but when you're, at home in your comfort zone and you read messages from people you respect and love and you hear their side of things and um it's you know it's frankly hard not to lose it yeah you know what i mean and um larson sent me a uh an an unbelievable message uh last night um and i lost it you know yeah and it's like i'm just i I think back and i'm just so lucky that there's a, a few of my key friends that really got because dad wasn't an outgoing dude. No. But in the 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 settings and the situations that we have created in both of our social and mm-hmm. professional and leisure lives between the two of us, it's created these opportunities for our friends to connect with my dad. And man, I'm just like it it it's hard to hear and you get you get upset you know, and, and, and sad or whatever, but it's, uh, also, you know, fuel to your being okay with, 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 you know, he, he did it. He got out there. Everyone got to, to know him. And like, I don't know, I can't really put words to it. It's just a powerful thing. Yeah. You know? Once he, once he, you know, in both sides of our friends and everything, once he got into that comfort zone, he touched a lot of souls. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, um, you know, you, you go to a restaurant, the guy can't even order. He, he If it's a stranger, he can barely communicate. Yeah. But when he's with the boys or with people he loves, stories all day. Mm-hmm. That's great. So mm-hmm. he opens up because I think there's a sense of him being, you know, you know, hobbling in and having a big scar on his head and kind of being slow and just a big brute that he's a little bit embarrassed. Yeah. He, you he, know, he, there's he got that cut. tail between his legs. Yeah, he got cut down you know, for a yeah. long time, you know, and... um and that 
I can't imagine how that felt. That, yeah. that must have been so hard to wear, you know. And being such a big guy, you know, it 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 that it took its toll. Yeah. You know, and um, but man, am I thankful that uh, that some of my really close friends got to got to know him. Yeah. In that light. Yeah, the real him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as Sean said at the beginning, the legends never die. And yeah. This is how they live on is by telling these stories and. Even just doing this, sitting down with you guys, this is something that you can show your friends, you can show your kids, and your kids can show their kids. Yeah. And yeah. These are some stories. As long like, as you like and subscribe <laughs> and smash that thing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That one was for you, Dad. Yeah, that was great. Um, <laughs> what characteristics, and I'll ask this to both of you, um, do you attribute in your own lives the most to your dad. What did you get most from your dad? Go ahead. The head of this hair. Guy, this guy, <laughs> my this hair, guy, bro. this guy. <laughs> Brian's always been jealous of my hair. Oh my God. Since I was a little kid, <laughs> I had dad's hair. Yeah. I don't know, dude, mine's pretty, pretty No, you thick, had that, bro. dude, we can pull, we, we <laughs> no, can, we can we pull won't be showing stuff. those. I mean, he had, you name it, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But he's uh, his head of hair, and, and I would say my hands, man. Mm. This guy mm-hmm. is a, a near clone of my dad. Mm. I think if there was ever anyone who got close to being like him, yeah, you were you were definitely it. Just you know, four inches smaller and eighty pounds less. Yeah, yeah. Other than I, that, I, close. I think I would like to think that I was a pretty good blend of it, but you know. After all of this has happened this week, um, and you read the stories, and you go back and remember your stories, and you and you you look back at what made Dad Dad, and yeah. the things he did, and and the type of person he was, and the effect he had on his circle of friends and family and stuff, and how he would kid and joke and stuff. You're like, holy shit, I am just like that fucking guy. Yeah. And how proud does that make you? Incredibly proud. Yeah. Hundred percent. You know, and um, to the, I mean, if we were in a setting where we couldn't vocally make fun of each other, we would do the circle game, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm getting married and I look and I make eye contact in the crowd and I'm like, (laughs) you know, and that's just the relationship we had. It was just, he, he set us up to be the guys we are, you know, and, Mm. and uh, we might rub people the wrong ways, but some people, but. You know, we don't we don't mean it that way. Um, we were just taught to to enjoy life and and make light of it, man. Yeah. And uh, and have a fucking good time, dude. Yep. Um, but yeah, he. You know, those stories I was telling you when I would work with him in the summers when mm-hmm. he was cleaning carpets and how that made me gave me a passion to cook because I'd be raiding strangers' cupboards and making food for us at lunch when no one was home. You know and. Mm-hmm. Like he taught me things that I don't even think he knew what the outcome was for that, but mm-hmm. but it 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 did things for us, and I'm sure you have a number of those things too. And um, so yeah, um, very proud. Yeah, yeah, very proud, and and we're very much like him, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> that's tough for the world. Right? <laughs> well, you guys have a big legacy to carry on, and mm, that's yeah. and you guys sound like you are extremely proud to be. The two kids carrying it on. Uh, someone sent me a message today. Um, 
And he said in it, I'm paraphrasing, but he just said quite simply, every boy needs a dad to show him how to be a man. And uh, sure lucky we had one. Yeah. That's a perfect way to end this. That was so well said. That's yeah. great. So, um, this is to Big Rich. Yeah. To see your dad. Yeah. Cheers to Thanks, him. Guys. Thanks, Adam. Absolutely. Thanks, Nick. Yep. Cheers, you guys.